0: It is after Thanksgiving. It's a um, time to catch up with some old friends uh, and see how they did on the holidays. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a day of mourning as well um, for me. And, as, as you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good and bad thing. I've got a great friend in the studio with me, but we're missing uh, part of that. So it's kind of going to be one of those, you know, where Will and I have to kind of lock eyes. So I do have Will <laughs> Miesgades here from Redfish Inspections. Always a pleasure having you, my friend. Bonjour tout le monde. Bonjour tout le monde and i like it i'm gonna eventually get the accent down i won't have any idea what i'm saying but i'll get the accent down
1: that's all right
0: that's that'll work that'll work so thanksgiving has come and gone yes and you have you know a, a larger family than i do not not that that means anything i'm just saying that means you do more so what'd you end up doing on thanksgiving if you don't mind me asking
1: well, everything kind of started the week before Thanksgiving. As, as it should. Where uh, ours was a little bit different and a lot more complicated mm. in the sense that um, I, we were going to replace our floors. And I had planned on doing it after Thanksgiving. And I get a call like a week before Thanksgiving. And they're like, we can come out tomorrow. And so I was like, my house isn't ready. I've got to move everything around. I mean, it's a house with four kids. It's, we need to do a lot of moving right, stuff around. Right. And so sure enough, they came in the next day. So we had the house in a wreck. or It's still a wreck. But um, at least, you know, the first week was kind of a pain because we had to figure out where not to walk with kids. And they're young kids, so that was kind of a bit of a challenge. Right. But then we flew out to North Carolina to go to my wife's um, father's house and we spent the week there. So that was kind of nice because we were able to come back home to the house being finished.
0: Hmm. So, yeah. so what did you have done with the floor? Did you have like tile removed yep. and installed? Uh,
1: yep. So we had, we removed all the carpets. So we've got uh, three or four people who have uh, pretty bad allergies. And so our allergist actually prescribed us to remove the carpet. And so little unknown fact for everybody. Um, If you need to get new floors or anything like that, Mm. you can, and if it's because of a medical issue, you can actually get a prescription written and many places will give you a discount if you bring that prescription. What? I kid you not.
0: Yep. What? Yep. I thought you were going to say an insurance would cover it, <laughs> but you went the other direction <laughs> with it. <clears throat> so, so wait a second. Your doctor actually said, give this to your local contractor. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, did he give you a name or you just shop around for somebody? You like, just shop Do around. Do you take doctor's works. prescriptions?
1: Yeah. Yep. Really? So if you want one who actually will give a discount is beyondfloors.net. And they are oh, uh, roughly Texas City and Bay Area. Good people.
0: Yep. And they take, now, the question is, do they take the medical card, you know, the medical visa card that you no,
1: get? No, when I was talking with the rep, I was like, hey, you know, this is what's happening. This is the reason why we're replacing our floors, and do you take the prescription? And so she went to her boss, and the boss came back and said, yep, we'll give you a discount for that.
0: That is interesting
1: uh-huh who, who knew? who knew so the reason I found out was unfortunately a couple years ago when uh, one of my inspectors fell and, and broke his wrists, um, he had a prescription from his doctor to uh, actually install a hot tub in his backyard for his wrists. Yeah. And so he, I think we're going a little bit too far. Uh, I'm, I'm telling, I'm I kid you not. He got I think like a fifteen percent discount on his hot tub because he brought in that prescription from the doctor.
0: You know I'm going to be asking some questions <laughs> to a lot of doctors like <laughs> Because just imagine you're trying to remodel the house and you could figure out all the not not to scam. I, I'm saying you have to have a legitimate reasons. Yes. I'm not saying doctors yeah. are writing these things. You mm-hmm. know. What I'm saying is is that I didn't know there was any kind of yeah. place, you know, retail place. I would be like, oh, you got a doctor's note? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a little bit less yeah. for that.
1: And and it might not be much of a discount, but hey, anything is fifteen
0: 50% is on, uh, you know, you say flooring. I mean, it, it depends on what you picked, obviously. But it's the same with hot tubs. Even if it's $5,000, 15% is a good chunk of change. Yeah. So wow, mm-hmm. learn something new. Well, that's that was our takeaway. That's, Happy
1: Thanksgiving. That's it, Talk to you, and
0: Merry Christmas. And if Merry you get Christmas. a doctor's prescription, yeah, a lot of Christmas can be uh, you know prescribed. <laughs> that's all I'm saying to a lot of doctors. So we can, we can go out there. So you went to North Carolina. Yes, that's something else we got from that conversation. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So that. Um, we were able to to fly out there and spend three days three good quality days so one day we were we were gone for five days so one day flying going you know three days of having fun with the family and one day back right and you you
0: travel with the clan yes so so it's those travel days that could be fun adventurous but i can imagine it's kind of like wrangling
1: yeah. I think we've got the systems down. You know, it's just like anything in life. If you have a system, then it makes things a whole lot easier. So, and the kids, they, they know how to fly pretty well. I mean, they've flown pretty much all of their lives. Right. And we try, we, we tend, we like to travel with them.
0: Well traveled. So, yeah. Have you, have you done the camping excursion yet with the Not kids? yet. That's, I need to do I know that. that's going to be coming up boys. soon for you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Actually, my daughter wants to do it too. I was going to say, why not so. include the girls?
0: What are you trying to say? Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. A lot of times at that age, George isn't there. But I you know, make it a family event yeah. and it becomes their thing. It's,
1: so I know a couple of my kids, they like the idea of doing things. But then once they understand <laughs> what's involved in the stuff. You're going to make them work. like. Yeah. Yeah, you got, they got to earn so. it. I, I get it. I'm all about, you
0: know, it, ironic. You probably won't believe this. But when we would go camping, uh, me and the boys and my wife, my wife would just basically put up with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't a big one. Her idea of camping isn't even so much clamping as much as it it's kind of like uh, snow. Yeah. She, she likes the whole look of it, but you actually put her in it, and then she's like, oh, it's not really what I thought, and then I'd rather just be in a cabin somewhere. That's my wife's idea of camping. It's the same thing. It looks and sounds good when you actually do it. You go back. But the boys, now they... They took to it pretty much in my, my, uh, my oldest still kind of is starting on his own little thing with that now too. So, um, but definitely get that family involved in that. Cause mm-hmm. there's, especially around here, there's so many good areas, yeah. um, you know uh, what uh, Brazoria State Park mm-hmm. <clears throat> go look at the gators then you can view stars at night through the observatory there Oh, nice yeah it is it's pretty cool yeah um, and then the, the gators are kind of creepy because you can go out to the pier and you at night and you, you, shine see, the eyes. And you see the eyes glow. <laughs> those are awesome but you can also rent those little standalone they're not cabins they're more like little screened-in shacks okay so you can instead of pitching a tent you just put cots in there yeah it's almost the same thing nice one rule, if there's any, and let me—if you had one rule to place on uh, a place where you camp, what would that rule be?
1: If I and, had one rule, yeah,
0: one one rule, like if you said you said, in order for us to camp here, it must. Bleh.
1: Uh, gosh, I don't have rules. I mean, we roughed it growing up, so it's like <laughs> I okay. I'll admit
0: my rule: it must have a bathroom. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, see, we just <laughs> dig a hole in the ground. Uh, <laughs> we'll look uh, at
1: that. Because I'd be the...
0: See, my problem is I'd be the guy that'd be stumbling around, like, the next morning and find that hole that Will just dug. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I don't want to... So, no, I need public restroom at least for that. So, yeah, no, I, no. I haven't done any of the hardcore lose-yourself-in-the-woods camping. I'll admit that then. Yeah. Does that make me... I,
1: yeah. I did a, uh, a three-day trek, went to Utah to go to a good friend of mine's, and we just... We went trekking and had the backpacks and the tents, and went up the mountains and slept, you know, out in the woods, and kept on going up, and yeah, I mean, we just
0: see, and that sounds fantastic and great, and it's just into the point where you go, oh, I got to use the bathroom. That's where everything goes (laughs) south for me. So I I, I could do everything else. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll go get elk, whatever. Uh But when it comes and then I'll just okay, where's the bathroom? I'll be in the middle of woods going, where's the, where's the restroom at around here? Isn't there a public restroom? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, folks, don't worry. You know Will is here, so we are going to talk about inspections. We are going to talk about some helpful, helpful uh, tips on preparing for family arriving in the holiday season. And some of you may have already been going through some of it uh, because of Thanksgiving. But, you know. And the other big day that uh, big time is Christmas and that is coming up this holiday season and not just Christmas. There's a lot of holidays around that area. I mean, Mm -hmm. we'll see if will plans on doing some traveling then, too. So don't worry. We will get to that stuff. But I wanted to catch up with Will a little bit. Um, Yeah. And then let's go back a little bit to and she's probably listening here. Miss Cheyenne Sprouse. Where is she? You know, Nobody knows. All we know is we get a cryptic message, and it gets passed. And what I like is, is Will, was, Will was told she wasn't going to be able to make it in today uh, to the show about 40 minutes before she contacted me. Uh-uh. And not that and you're her boss. I get it. What is the but, boss doing? But it could have been a group text. Oh. Don't I group text you and her when it yeah, comes to show you do. stuff? She,
1: all she had to do was reply to that text, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A matter of fact, I don't even think she replied. I think you were the only one who replied. Mm. Cheyenne, I'm starting to smell some collusion. <laughs> we're going to have to call Mueller and uh, check some collusion out on Cheyenne. Well, I hope everything's OK with her. I hope, uh, you know, I hope she's feeling uh, well. I hopefully uh, I, I did have a bout of cold. Uh, I call it bout of cold because I can't say I was like laid out or anything.
1: But <laughs> was it a man cold?
0: I don't know. You know, when it comes to cold, there is no such thing. It's, it's a big... You know what? I'd rather... to I was talking to somebody who was who's also in the process of getting through being uh, sick. And uh, she was like, oh, it's in my chest now. I much prefer to have it in the chest than have it up in, the a, in the head where your throat, your sinuses are burning and raw, and you're dripping from everywhere that you can <laughs> drip. Um, <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. Um, and uh, that was part of my... Thanksgiving week um, played a big role, but I'm I manned up and we did. We talked about it this morning. I fried some turkey and you still went out and cooked. Yeah No, I did the whole like I said if, if I didn't there would be no Thanksgiving at the Wilkinson residence There's no one else that would cook <laughs> in that house anything related <laughs> remotely to Thanksgiving Maybe I could get one of the kids to do mashed potatoes um, but uh, nonetheless so you went to North Carolina. You spent some time there with mm-hmm. family. And where are they in North Carolina?
1: Newburn, or really close to Newburn, really close
0: to Newburn. And mm-hmm. like I had mentioned to you, I have um, I have family in Greensboro, and my wife has family in different parts of North Carolina, Kernersville, um, Winston, Germantown, yeah. those kind of areas. Um, but they all seem to be kind of close there. It's kind mm-hmm. of almost, almost central. Yeah, uh, yeah, not too far from there. What do you think of Newburn?
1: Well, we love going there. I mean, it's a beautiful place. If there was any other place that we would likely move to, if we were if we were to stay in the states, would probably be North Carolina. Yeah, we like the
0: Carolinas a lot. And you know, I didn't appreciate them when I lived there. Um, the, the best thing that came out of there was my wife. I'll admit that. But I will say that as I grew older um, and going back to North Carolina, you do kind of miss the rolling hills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do have mountains, but you also have rolling hills, a lot of green. Yeah. Large trees.
1: And also seasons. I mean, we it went there, true. you had changing colors and all. It was beautiful.
0: We talking about, we had seasons. What, two days ago, it was in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> and today, it's in the <laughs> 70s. 70s. And tomorrow and uh, Saturday is supposed to be, what, 77, yeah.
1: 78? So did you know the week before Thanksgiving, we had three, um, oh, what's it called, three uh what's the word where the three uh, record-breaking events in houston we had the coldest day the earliest of the year the warmest day that within this time frame and then the first what they called the the snowfall which was really sleet all of <laughs> yeah. that within the same week
0: that's amazing my my father-in-law is there and it you know i one day I go outside, you know, and I spend a lot of time out in the garage and stuff. And I'm wearing like a hoodie and jeans mm-hmm. and I'm out there. And then the next one I go out in like shorts. And he's like, What the hell's going on out there? <laughs> and I'm like, Well, it's, it's here we are in Houston. That's what we do. By the way, which hoodie were you wearing? I'm not going to say. Oh, really? It happened to be on, it was a Dallas Cowboy one this time. Boo. No, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I'll be honest with you. Wait,
1: Dallas Cowboy.
0: Shh. You don't have to see how to hone in on that one. I don't even want to admit that. I'm going to hear that from uh, one of the station owners, too. Um, but one of the things that I, I do enjoy about this is, is that, like, like today, it's going to be decently warm. It's going mm-hmm. to be in the 70s today. But as we get towards the evening, we're going to get creep cooler. down into the 60s and, and 59 at some point tonight. And then it'll be back in the seventies again tomorrow. So I like that transition time in the afternoons. Um, so let's just say four thirty mm-hmm. to six. Right now, be a fantastic time to sit outside and kind of catch up with friends. And you know, if you if you meet them at a little coffee shop or something. So. um
1: yeah. See, I wouldn't mind long. the 100 degree weather during the summer if it got down to you know, like 65, 70 degrees in the evening.
0: I am so there with you. It's mm-hmm. it's like a
1: payoff. Yeah,
0: it's 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 definitely I'd love that type of weather, too. And there's uh, there, but we're fortunate because I think we actually have that type of opportunity. Here, where we have not that big of extreme yeah. of 100, but I mean, like I said, we're going to be close to the 80s mm-hmm. between tomorrow and Saturday, and then at nights it's going to be in the 60s yeah. and low 60s. So you're going to have that transition. We're not going to be 100 degrees to 59, <laughs> you and your Arctic wolf self. All right, folks, we're going to be back with Mr. Will Mizegates from Redfish Inspections, and we've got some stuff for you. Boy, it's been two weeks since I've uh, been on the radio, so I've just noticed my... My voice is sounding a little bit froggy, so I uh, thought I'd drink some coffee. Did not help whatsoever. <laughs> it still has that little clarity there, so I'll take some time to clear it out when I can, but I want to say that we are here with Mr. Will Miesgades, Um basically the innovator and creator of Redfish Inspections. That's and, right. And if you haven't used Redfish Inspections, and again, if you don't live in Texas, you Probably haven't, but I want you to keep in mind. So when you do move to Texas, um, especially the Houston area, uh, will kind of was at uh, the forefront of. uh, I mean, there's always been inspectors out there, but the team concept that you have Mm -hmm. with uh, Redfish was very unique. And and again, uh, I'm going to reiterate a story which many have heard. I was one of those. When you start in real estate, you learn. Who you can call and and who you can't. But when you first start, you don't know who to call. And you kind of go off the words of people. And not saying I had a bad inspector. um, But since I've known Will and and used his services and seen this company grow into a model that really seems to work to the benefit of the the home buyer. um, In terms of knowledge and and thoroughness. um, The team concept that you have has totally been phenomenal. So it's not... uh, was that unique to you at the time you started that concept or have there
1: there I mean, were the other area. companies so um, I <clears> knew of one other company that kind of did that that same thing and it was a husband wife team um, but really I got the idea from a friend of mine down in Florida and I mean he pushed the team concept to a whole different level where he's got a mobile office so it's a bus. And he sends out three to five guys at a time every single time. Uh, but he's doing multi-million-dollar houses multiple times a day, every right. day. And so they're big houses, and they really need multiple people there in order to not have to be there three days. Um, and, again, you know, it, the whole purpose is one, quality of the inspection, quality control as well for my team. Um, but also to be in and out of the property. You know, if you're a seller and you have dogs or you have small children, you don't, you don't want to be out of the house for five hours. And so, you know, I had that in mind of, okay, what can I do in order to speed up the process without losing on the quality? And the only way to do it is put more people on there. Hmm.
0: I I just, I I can't probably stress enough how how much you hit it on the head about the timing mm-hmm. that that you're in there because on average it's what two and a half three hours yeah with, with with your team and it's it's pretty thorough mm-hmm. um and what i what i remember recalling when i first started doing real estate with the inspector and i would go to the inspections and i would see you know basically it was a you know puppy dog following so really the buyer and the agent are following the agent and the a- or the inspector and the inspectors pointing things out to them and whatnot well when you have two to three people doing an inspection it's no longer really is the, do you find the buyer just sticks to one or just the buyer kind of does their own thing now so
1: and- what we do before the inspection if the buyer is present we ask them right off the bat what are the main concerns and And then once we know what concerns they have, we can kind of guide them to which inspector to follow at that point. Um, Because since they brought that up, we know, okay, they want to focus on those things. Granted, we're going to find many more issues. um, But at least they're taken care of. Their needs are taken care of because that's what they wanted to know about. Um, so, again, you know, it's just asking them what they want, what they need, and then, you know, providing for that service. It makes sense.
0: And then the other thing I want to throw out here before we get into our main thing is part of this inspection is, is that uh, you provide this p- report pretty much right after it's yep. done. I mean, we're not talking instantaneous because things have to be reported online unless, like you said, your computer's updating. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you
1: can't jump on the computer. Yeah. Now, I know you do a lot of it on your phone. The majority of the inspection right. is done on our phones. So, please, if you see my teams on their phones, they're not playing video games. You told me about that yeah. uh, complaint once, and it's, uh-huh. it's
0: great. He was in the corner playing a game. Yeah. no. He so, was... now
1: he's writing. He or she, they're writing their reports. And uh, so, that's another thing that we tell the, the clients right off the bat. You're going to see us on our phones. We're not playing video games. We're writing your yeah. report. We're not texting each other. Man, did you see this? <laughs> hey, is
0: she still behind me? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And it's... it's uh, again, I think every inspector has a little liberty in how they present their reports. I mean, there's things you have to check and there's standard reports, but the way you kind of highlight things, that's mm-hmm. more or less your discretion yep. an inspector's discretion. And one thing I'm going to reiterate about, uh, will, and which I know he, he teaches his inspectors as well, is the best way to communicate things to the buyers. And it's, you know, it's really probably the most fair way to do things and what is critical to them may not be so critical to, you know, a buyer per se or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so everything's highlighted. Mm -hmm. But what I like is that Will has taken the approach of, of here's the kind of costly, critical and hazardous approach. And I know that's kind of something I throw in, but it kind of fits in what you do. You don't sit there and throw in, broken wall plate, Mm -hmm. you know, as a red line item that needs to be fixed. You've been very clear, and uh, um, I've worked with a couple of your team members through the year, and they seem to emulate what you're teaching them. So kudos to that. So that's enough brown nosing with uh, (laughs) Will. I just wanted to remind people of what he does and what makes him a a little bit, uh, in Redfish, a little bit different than a lot of other inspectors out there. So here's what I really want to talk about to start on and we'll probably finish with this uh you know by the end of the show hopefully that's the goal so with the holidays coming up Mm -hmm. what are some things that you can do to prepare for when i say you the listener myself will does um for your guests that may be coming into town and when i first thought of this i was like well you know we have my father-in-law is in in town right now and he his bedroom will be upstairs We don't, I don't go upstairs too often. I was like, well, for me, how do you prepare? So, one, you know, there's bathrooms up there. I, you know, make sure there's toilet paper. That's kind of my thought process. But I figured it'd be nice to have like Will's thought process on this from an inspector, but also because he just went to somebody's house, mm-hmm. and not that you're gonna call them out that they weren't ready for you, because I think as you, what you, what was the term you, you, you used for really, that? And it wasn't derogatory whatsoever. You said they were very, um, and we kind of, I made a joke of you open a door and you're in the oh, woods. Oh yeah.
1: No I, no, I was saying that uh, my wife's father-in-law is more of a minimalist. A minimalist, so I'm in, thinking
0: Will opens the door and he's got like
1: <laughs> woods, there's trees, there's like, you know, uh,
0: yeah, no, not that. Not that. Minimalist. Not that minimalist. Yeah. So um so I was like, so we need to get that part of it, too. But we do have some things that uh, we want to kind of bring up and discuss with people. So one of the biggest things that will pointed out, the very first thing that he pointed out was if you got guests coming over declutter, declutter, declutter. Now, Absolutely. this is something real estate agents say all the time mm-hmm. to their clients. But when you say declutter, you're talking it's like pick things up
1: so and which is really hard especially when you have a family with a few small kids that's what i say young kids always so. make a
0: difference there and yeah. and again I'm not saying that you're talking from experience as like walking into your 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 family's house it's just when people come over these yeah. are things to do you don't want them tripping over stuff but also think about it they need place to put some put stuff, stuff to mm-hmm. and so yeah decluttering is good we're not talking about you know take your pictures down like you would in no. real estate we're talking declutter like come on, pick up the toys, Mm -hmm. you know, let, let, let people know where they're walking. And yeah, am I right?
1: Well, and you know, overall, especially, so when I wrote this list, I had in mind, my entire family coming. So yeah, this is 24, 25 people under my roof for about a week at a time. And we do this every other year. Oh my! So yeah, you've got to declutter. You've got, you know, there's a lot of people, so they need to put all their stuff somewhere. And, uh, so yeah, declutter, declutter, and and
0: let's let's talk. And I don't know if it's going to be on here, so um, I'll wait to see if it's on here before I do that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the exterior things. Again, this is not about impressing anybody. No. This is just preparing for your guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to look at it from a standpoint of when you when you have guests coming over, you want that you want them to be able to come in. Relax right away, you know, unpack or whatever and relax right away and feel like they're at home. Mm -hmm. I'll be at somebody else's home. They can feel comfortable enough to do that. And without decluttering, that gets a little bit hard to do because you never know where that jump's going to be the next day. So Mm -hmm. get it it in its place. But then when they're coming up, you, you said, look, clean the front porch. Yep. You know, uh, on your main entry, it's not about looks. It's about safety, make people comfortable, welcoming, and coming in. It's not like the hotel gates, or is it? is it? Well, with 25 uh, people, it may be.
1: It's more like the B&B <laughs> <laughs> No, the mice Or the camping gates.
0: You and I need to talk about an Airbnb business after
1: this, <laughs> since you're willing to hold that many people. And camping. Yep. Oh, and campground. Well, you know, my parents do own a, a tourist complex back in France, so we can house up to 100 people in eight different log cabins. So, yeah, I gotta th- still, <laughs> one day I'm gonna go to France. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna,
0: I gotta call Will about this because um, mm-hmm. I yeah. would
1: love to do that. Yeah, we have a family business out there.
0: That is nice. Is it something that you're looking to take over as time goes on? No, nah,
1: uh, just because of location, 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 <laughs> France. No, no, France. I love France. Right. But they live really out in the boonies. They're in the mountains, mm. um, which I love the mountains, but they're not really close to right. a big city. And so it, it requires a lot more work to bring the clients in.
0: Well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So, you know, if they were, you know, closer to a big city to where they really don't have to market as much, to where they just have a sign, then great. So, and my dad's been really good at, at figuring out ways to. To drum up business because there are a lot of he's he's only a few miles away from the city that has about six thousand people living there, so it's not very big. But it's a quaint, yes, French, oh yeah, village. Yeah, do they call it a village or is it no? A city? That that would be a city. Okay, yeah. Then we've got other villages with a few less people.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, six thousand people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it doubles during the school season. It's almost like a, a university city.
0: Okay. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Well, let's talk more about yeah. that um, when the t- when vacation. Die. Maybe we could plug the business there. There you go. Getting ready to go into France. I know somebody. Yep. All right. So
1: we have mow the lawn. Kind of makes sense. Um, Mainly because I want the kids outside as much as possible. Ah. So can, if, if planning. Yes so if i can have the kids mm. outside and not in the house then great you know they can run outside but it's just it's part of the welcoming package which which begs the question um you know
0: let's just say saturday it's supposed to be really beautiful mm-hmm. here so if you cleaned up outside you went up outside you know buy some patio furniture Yep. so people are spending more time outside versus stuck in the house when mm. they have to be i.e. the rainy day we, yeah. know, we may have tomorrow or what it may be some of it today um, that goes with trimming over any trees close to the house um, and
1: those would be you know more home inspection tips no matter what season right you know, make sure those trees are trimmed away from the house you don't want them to be touching your roof and damaging the roof
0: what about uh small branches from a grapefruit tree on a garage Cut I would
1: still try not to do that. All right. I'll cut them away. <laughs> I'll cut them away.
0: Um, and again, clearing out gutters is part of an inspection, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me ask you this. Do you find it's worth buying those gutter covers?
1: Well, according to my father-in-law, who I just visited, Absolutely. So he bought um, and it's not just the, the grill that he puts on it, that where everything kind of sticks on top of it and the gutter really doesn't work anymore. He has the one where the water kind of drips under the cover and into the gutter. And they had two hurricanes uh, blow over them you know, recently with Michael and I forget what the first one was. Um, and so, yeah, it worked perfectly well.
0: Hmm. Get more in depth in that uh, when we come back, because I have questions about gutters. And we are back with Mr. Will Gaze, Redfish Inspections Fame. Whoop! Way to go, Miss and Miss Cheyenne Sprouse. Usually, I have someone to kind of be the. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Hope <laughs> hope she's doing well, um, Cheyenne. If you're listening, which I'm sure you are, um, we miss you, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll see you sometime before Christmas. I'm sure. Now. Before we get back into what we were talking about, which was you know preparing your home for guests, but also we'd we'll left talking about gutters. Real quick, so I don't forget, do you have some events coming up that you want to talk about? I know, like, was it yesterday you had the wreath making? Yeah. Yeah, wreath making. Um, I didn't know if you had anything else. I
1: mean, I'm yeah, sure you do. Yeah, is, uh, tonight is the final of the, uh, the poker.
0: I got to go finish the other two stops.
1: Uh, hurry up, hurry up. I, I think it's from 5 to 7. I believe, um, at NRL.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. All
1: right. Well, I guess this was easy. Your first stop was easy. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I was kind of. I
0: walked in to say something. It was like, hey, since you're here, you might as well be the first to. <laughs> there. <laughs> so,
1: here's the poker crawl. That, yeah, Go that was it.
0: easy. Yeah, that was easy. It was going to the other places that are yeah. a little bit uh, different there. And then you got anything else coming up that we should know Ooh, before. Sorry. That's okay. And, um. Uh, you can you can look at
1: that and uh, you
0: know we yeah. can do that next one. I just wanted to make sure we mention it because I know this time of year, particularly with Cheyenne, she mm-hmm. has a lot of stuff going. She on. She
1: does, and I mean we're invited, you know, right and left to different parties and all that. So. Yeah, I don't know what the other events see, are.
0: Now, see, Cheyenne, this is where, y- you know, you could have at least sent me a text and said, look, talk about this. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: going to assume there's a
0: really good reason, which I will hound you about. All right, so let's get back to gutters mm-hmm. real quick. I asked you if, uh, you know, that screening over the gutters mm-hmm. really helps a little bit. And you said according to your father-in-law uh, or yes. father, he swears well, by it?
1: Well, yeah. And I was there, you know, I pseudo-inspected his house and walking around the property and not... I mean, his roof is fairly new, and so he had zero damage to his roof. Um, and with uh, quite a bit of sustainable winds, but really a lot of water coming down, and gutters never got clogged. They worked as they should. And and it's I'm just pretty wondering amazing. about
0: the grit that comes off eventually from your roof. Does that get caught in there up a little bit, or do you my think it understanding just is down? it
1: washes down? Yeah, since you don't have any leaves to block anything from you know right. preventing the The granules from being completely washed out. I'm sure if you open, you know, the covers you'd find
0: I mean there's gonna be microfine dirt that builds up and stuff. Okay. Makes sense, but it'll and I'm assuming they're easy to kinda take off and clean.
1: That I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure they are.
0: A little follow-up with that, just in case. Because we were talking yeah. about preparing your home, and one of the things was clean out your gutters. Mm-hmm. You, may not, you may be able to skip that step if you have these screen guards on Exactly. There, these little guards. Uh, check the fence and gate for anything loose in case guests have kids who will play outside. Or pets. Or pets. So you're talking about 25 mice gates in a house and pets.
1: And three-quarters of them are kids. Wow. But not the pets. We, we have as the pets. We have the pets. Yeah, but I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say um, yeah, eventually. Yeah, no, there'll be a point where you go, no, really, we're done, yeah. but I don't know. I still know.
1: have two younger brothers, one who hasn't started. Oh,
0: so. so the clan will grow. Yes, it will. I can, you know, I can. I, I see it. I, I, I envy the big family thing. I, I come from an Italian family, and uh, I just think that Italian breeding stopped. And my family, because my (laughs) sister has two kids, I have two kids, we're we're, we're done. Um, And I think,
1: uh, you know, know, it's just a lot cheaper to have just two kids compared to four. And I'm not saying if I do it again, I'd I'd do it differently, because I wouldn't. Right. But man, the cost just gets really expensive. I I mean, three, you can still have the same car. You know, you put, they're, they're packed in the back of the car, you can still have the same car. Four, you have to buy a bigger car.
0: That's true. And wait till they become teens. Yep. Three, even then you have a. So mm-hmm. four,
1: It's we're talking, you know, I
0: went through, my wife and I went through the minivan phase. And uh-huh. like I said, we only had two kids. But mm-hmm. we still <laughs> didn't went through it. Because you had to pack all the crap with them. Yep. Um, but it ended. Before they were teens. Yeah. Yeah. For you with four people, it's going to be. It's going to be a good while. We'll gonna, have
1: minivans for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I was gonna Sorry, say, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah. I remember my, my wife finally got the car she wanted. That was a smaller car uh-huh. and, you know, two doors and she was happy. Um, so, I, you know, I get it. But.
1: Uh, um, I mean, even my grandparents, they had a minivan that they barely used, but it was for us when we came back to visit them every other year. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I I see that, you know, in the cards for us, too. We'll just take have care them. of it. Yeah. Yep.
0: And you you know what? You can always update it to, you know, some kind of SUV type. So you can go camping. There you go. See that. So that you have to look forward to, Ms., Mrs. Mize Gates.
1: Nah, her, her, I didn't say that earlier, but her definition of camping is like the holiday inn.
0: Yeah, I, well, maybe it'll be a cabin. Maybe we have to do the Wilkinson-Misegate camping. She, yeah, and she would totally do a camping. The ladies and, go to the the cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, as long as there's a public restroom, I'll go anywhere. There you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be okay with that. All right, so you have on here, and again, clean chimney.
1: Yes, and that that really is a safety issue. So you want to make sure that your chimney is completely clear, free of any bird nests or even wasps' nests. I can't tell you how many times we've opened that flue and wasps just fall out. Fortunately, it's typically in the colder season, so they're kind of you know sleeping. So we just turn that fireplace on as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. But y'all definitely want to make sure everything's clear. <laughs> you have some cooked birds. Cooked, yeah. Uh, huh? Who who wants some uh, fried or fried eggs?
0: Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Mm
1: -hmm. Those are fire roasted eggs in the shell.
0: Um, So pretty important to have that done. And I, I will say this too about inspections. Every inspection, if there's a fireplace in the house, will say that. Mm -hmm. We, we, we suggest you get your fireplace inspected because you don't inspect the fireplaces. You inspect
1: what's visible, what's visible. And you can't
0: really get all the way up to the top of that flue. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, so mostly that's going to be about the damper, um, the condition of the actual firewalls and and stuff like that. And
1: I mean, you know, the majority of our fireplaces in Houston are prefabricated gas fireplaces. So they're really more for ambiance than they are for heating the room. So it's for those who have older houses and actually have real fireplaces. Well, what I have seen a lot of lately is
0: the uh, gas starter mm-hmm. and then it's wood burning. Yeah. So, that you do have to take a little more precaution yes. with. Um, if, if, so, if you're an inspector and you go in there and you notice that they've been burning wood in there, you know this is all right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, something that you need to really get checked out. But nonetheless, it's still going to be on the report that you should get it professionally inspected. That's smart. Let's talk about walking the roof. I've already discussed with Will during the break that there's no way in hell that I'm walking a roof <laughs> on a two-story house. But I get what he's saying is that, you know, do an inspection of it for different things. But if you can walk it, walk it. And Will said, hey, he lives in a one-story house, so he, mm-hmm. he's perfectly okay. But he also walks on two stories, so he's probably okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. And three me, and four. Yeah, I, me, I'm, uh, I, we determined, which I, and, and I am a, not afraid of heights, per se. I'm afraid of middle heights. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can be up in the sky and not care. But if you put me on a bridge and I look down, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, but I jump out of a plane. No problem. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. So Middle Heights, we're afraid of Middle Heights or I'm afraid of Middle Heights.
1: And that's fine. And, and yeah, then at the that thing. point, just hire someone to go up there.
0: That's a two story house. And mm-hmm. that's when
1: you call Wilma's Gates. Not because <laughs> I don't do maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it.
0: Thought we'd have a, a link there. <laughs> so what you're looking for, though, is any kind of damage or, or damaged or loose shingles, um, exposed nail heads, which yep. is actually more common than people think because it's, the wind lifts up.
1: Yeah, I mean it's year. on. I would say it's probably on 99% of our reports that you have exposed nail heads. And I'll tell you, the three roof leaks that I got during uh, Harvey mm-hmm. were from exposed nail heads. It's as simple as that. And and I know that I had gone up there to check the roof before Harvey hit us and we had all of our nail heads were good. They were sealed. And I think, you know, over the five days that it rained or however many days, then it just, some of them washed off completely. And then that's when we started getting our roof leaks. That's And it's crazy. And another thing you can
0: do with that, too, is after periods of some heavy or constant rain, mm-hmm. go up in your attic and take a look. If Absolutely. It's, you know, you can see if there's any water uh, mm-hmm. coming through the stuff. So if you're not going to walk on the roof, at least walk in your attic. Yes. And take a quick look.
1: Be careful when you do walk in there.
0: Yeah. In, I'm not saying walk attic.
1: all around the yeah. attic.
0: Just get a very strong flashlight. Keep it clutter free up there and just kind of look around and you can see dark staining up there. Or if you
1: keep it clutter free, where are you putting all the clutter you got out of the house? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: Apparently, at my house, it's in the garage. So now it's it's, in my garage
1: too. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, for you again, you have you have two more kids. I understand it's gonna grow, but you must have some great yard sales, or have you not had one yet?
1: Not yet. Um, uh, we we have half half our garage, uh, probably a quarter of our garage is packing up with yard sale stuff.
0: So, yeah, you're not supposed to pack up for those. You're not supposed to go. This is a plan. No, like, we
1: had to, so. Because we did put our house on the market, oh, right. we had to declutter. And so we put a lot of things in our garage. And it just, it's just it been there. And then when we decided to take it off the market and redo the floors and all of that, well, we just left everything in the garage. That
0: is a smart move. Mm-hmm. And then you just filled up that space with more stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So it'll be a nice but You need to let me know. I want to go to a a mice gauge yard sale. That'll be very interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of kids stuff there, but I bet you there's going to be some cool stuff there too. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's take a look. Prepare your, okay, this this is a good one. I can't stress this enough because it only takes one day. Now, we've already had a cold day, but we haven't had a real, real freeze down here yet. Mm -hmm. Prepare your water pipes for winter, wrapping them to prevent freezing. Every time I I hear from a client, every time we get this little cold freeze that happens, Mm -hmm. the one time, and they break their uh, their valve. main water, yeah, yep. their main water thing. So wrapping, how hard is that? Will
1: it takes about five minutes? I mean, it's going to be for us in Houston. It's super temporary, and so you just take towels, wrap it, wrap your pipe that's outside where it goes into the house, and then. Cover it up with plastic, like just take a grocery bag plastic, tape it all up so that it's somewhat waterproof, and that's it.
0: Yeah, don't be vain about it. This is a temporary measure. Just cover your water spigots. doesn't matter Um, if it's ugly. Yeah, it's just temporary. I've done that towel, duct tape. Mm -hmm. I did try to spend a little bit to make the duct tape look decent. Yeah, But that's only because I went to Home Depot and those faucet covers we're out yeah. like everybody had the same thought mm-hmm. I did, you know, the day before, you know, you have a freeze, you go to a home yeah. Depot to get some insulation and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way it works. My wife actually said during the summer, she goes, look, they have a whole bunch of it. We should get some because every year you do the same thing. Yeah. They say, and I didn't. So I know I'm going to be doing it again. So, all right, folks, when we come back, we have some more, Home prep tips for when your family's coming over. Welcome back. And sad to say, it's it's our last segment, but we still got plenty to cover uh, with Mr. Will Meiziga. So we're going to try to fit this in in the next 10 minutes or so of our uh, show time. So Will's with Redfish Inspections, if you didn't know already. And if you're just joining us, uh, Shame. Shame. I wish I I need to have the bell play now. Ding, ding, shame. I'm going to start throwing that in uh, to the thing because it's not overdone at all. Um, So, we've been talking about things to prepare for um, if you have family or guests visiting for the holidays. And some of this is, uh, you know, inspection related, and some of it's going to be just from personal experience of Will and myself. Um, One of the things that caught my attention you said remove the garden hose. From hose bibs. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Why, why is that being a preparation just from a different?
1: Um, that's part of the winter preparation.
0: So because that could freeze and exactly. it's, it's easier to freeze than even, say, uh-huh. metal because it's thinner.
1: Yep. Huh, so if you sense. have water in that hose, it's just going to freeze all up and blow up your hose bib. So all you have to do is unscrew it. That's it. All
0: right. So you said you don't do maintenance. So I'm going to ask you this now.
1: Not I mean, other people's houses. I yeah. Don't do I, well, that's
0: why I'm bringing this up. You you have recock around the windows and doors. Now, I tried to do that once, and that was just hell. <laughs> the, there's, two pieces of, there's two parts of hell with doing this. The one is removing the old stuff.
1: You have to if you want to do it the right and way. And there's yeah.
0: no way I did it the right way. There's just no way. And then the second part of hell is when you put it on, it gets everywhere because you're mm-hmm. trying to flatten it out. I can't do it to save my life.
1: So there is a, there is an, a very little known way of actually caulking. So... The majority of the people, the way that that we all caulk is basically you take the caulking gun and you go you you pull the caulk and then you you flatten it out with your finger. Well, if you cut the tip of of the tube properly and what you do is you push the caulk and that flattens it out as you apply the caulk.
0: See and I just I just imagine it cooking up at the just getting a whole bunch of the front of it.
1: So I I I'll, I'll need to send you a, a YouTube video of how to do it properly. And it's oh amazing God. and it works. All right, I will cuz I I am I was a pulling puller instead yeah. of yeah. pushing.
0: Yeah, I was just having <laughs> I was having problems <laughs> with that whole segment right there. Okay. Um clear the dryer exhaust duct. Now, this is a lot easier than people think. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They do sell those vent things yep. that, at stores, and their brushes and you can put it on the end of your drill, mm-hmm. basically, for maybe ten, eleven dollars. Yep. And while you're at it, buy the little tubing and the little uh, attachment that you put on your vacuum for your actually lint vent yep. in the dryer. That stuff works pretty decently too, and you can get more extensive. And again, YouTube is probably a good resource, Absolutely. for that. Um, so I could see that one. Um, And not only is it safe, but your dryer does work uh, better once you clean it out a little bit there.
1: So I wrote that up because uh, we just did a a warranty inspection. So it's once the house is uh, right before the builder's warranty expires Uh on a new construction, uh, we go out and we do the same old typical home inspection to find any deficiencies. And, um, and the guy was complaining that his dryer, as soon as they moved in, basically didn't dry properly. So that typically indicates that there's a blockage somewhere. Because what he did, he took the hose off, put a, a pantyhose basically at the end of it in order to catch the lint. And all of a sudden, the dryer is working fine. So that tells me there's a clog somewhere uh. in the duct. And so he goes, well, do you have a camera that you can put up there? So well, let, me see, let me check things around before we go to that extreme. And I went up on the roof because that's where his dryer terminated. Oh, wow. And uh, the builder had put a screen over it, which we wrote up in our previous report to say remove that screen because it's not allowed anymore because it will trap lint. And that thing was completely clogged. Huh. Yep.
0: So that's that's interesting. Uh, and again, that explains why I have the ones that have like little doors that flap open.
1: Yep, the dampers, yep. Yeah, the dampers mm-hmm. on there.
0: So that's interesting. Now, my question would be is, why did the – you put it on the report mm-hmm. that this change – why wasn't that followed up on? I, I, you probably didn't ask that question, but I would have been like, who dropped the ball here? Well, we know who dropped the ball. <laughs> well, no, because
1: after it's identified, mm-hmm. who dropped the ball? Well, what? the builder. I mean, because the, typically the clients will just give the entire report to the builder.
0: Yeah, but someone's got to follow up with that. That's kind of like me saying, yeah, it'll be done. That's what I'm saying is that I think at the end of the day, the builder, yeah, they should have well, not done it but then they yeah. then check it but then who who's the follow up basically is like i'm not expecting a, a homeowner to walk a roof obviously to yeah. see those things but or Well, that one in particular
1: was not visible from the street, unfortunately. Right. So you had to be on the roof in order to to determine. it. And
0: that's that's probably why it was missed altogether. It was such a probably, hopefully not, but maybe it was such a small thing compared to the other stuff you found. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it
1: it was still ended up being a 24, 25 page report on a new construction. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys
0: are, uh, again, if I see this almost every time someone buys a new home. They and they didn't use an inspector, Mm -hmm. uh, an independent third party. Mm -hmm. Um, I always see a post on there, oh, the builder did this, but it's usually about six to eight months later that you see it. So just throwing it out there you need a third party inspector. Absolutely. New homes, redfish inspections. Uh, Again, check your HVAC. This every other season, something happens. Now, I would, I thought I had entirely new systems in my house, (laughs) but apparently I have one furnace. That was from 1995, and that decided not to work this year. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's on the coldest day that happened so far. Of course, and it's at a point where I go, let's turn on the heat and agree with my wife. We come mm-hmm. to an agreement. It's like uh, the the Constitution, or yeah. it's uh, you know, um, and we agreed to turn on the heat and no heat. So of course, it's on a Friday, and that's always happens. And then of course, I go through the home warranty company. So we really don't get this until it's over, but. They, you do have to check those things, and the best time to check it is the first sign of coolness because I guess you can always check it anytime. But.
1: You can check it anytime. Honestly, I would, I would get on a plan with any HVAC company, reputable company. Uh, a lot of them just have like a yearly plan where they come out twice a year, once before the cold comes in and the second time before heat starts, um, heating outside, I mean. So where you need to use the AC, and they just service the unit. And so twice a year, you know, you just get on a plan and they put you on the schedule and they're like, okay, this day we're going to come out and just service the units. So that's what I would recommend doing.
0: Well, and you should because here's the thing. This heater that was the guy came out and he, you know, it was two guys and they're going back and forth. And then he goes, Oh, I got it working. And I'm like, Okay. And he said, He said, Well, the fan wheel that causes the air blowing, he goes, It was just kind of jammed up. So Mm -hmm. I. You know i hit it a little bit and it started turning he yeah. goes so we're gonna have to order a new one because event it's going to do go this do it again. again it might not start again next yeah. time you do it well it's been working because it's been way too long since i should have that part replaced now apparently because he hasn't called me back
1: it's 22 years old
0: no i'm talking about since he said he was going to replace oh. it he had to order the part but that was before thanksgiving mm. i'm like yeah okay anyway that's a different story but nonetheless this guy came in here and fixed it just by tapping on a little thing. So that just, it's an old unit and it's, it's obviously have some rust and stuff where it's grinding together. So you never know when that stuff's going to happen. So you can tell if it's working, not only from it's heating up, but when you smell that smell, Mm -hmm. the magic
1: first burn, it's burning. The house is burning down.
0: Yeah. I, I've had it to where like I've, I've done my fireplace the first time of the year and I've had the carbon uh, or the smoke smoke detector go off and yeah, I don't
1: see any smoke, but it's gone off. We've had that on many final phase inspections where dust kind of had built up in the ductwork and on the units and all that, and you just fire that thing up and everything goes off. New construction.
0: Yeah, my wife was like, "It's the carbon monoxide. We're gonna die." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, I don't think that's the the case." But just in case, let's open the windows, mm-hmm. um, folks. Time flies by. I boy, we have a big list. I think I'm going to post this list uh, yes. along with the uh, show uh, and uh, today, uh, and uh, you guys can look at it for even more things. But again. Spend time with family. It is the season, but prepare for them. Restock your toilet paper. Yes. Check your gutters. Mm-hmm. Wrap your hose if it's going to get cold.
1: So, <laughs> declutter, declutter, declutter. Declutter,
0: declutter, declutter. That's what we're taking away. Well, thank you as always. My pleasure. Folks, you need a home inspection, new, commercial, everything. Resale. www.redfishinspections.com. Next week, folks.